It can be so easy to jump to conclusions about people, but it is also so risky and often so wrong. This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. Those of us outside the land of Israel are reading the Parsha of Baha'aloscha this week. Yes, those of you in Israel, still a week ahead, but I hope you'll find this message to be significant and meaningful nonetheless. One of the many sub-themes of this Parsha is a dialogue between Miriam and her brother Aaron, Aaron, about their brother Moshe, really about Moshe's wife, and some comment rather cryptic within the text that has God rather disturbed at Miriam. God smites Miriam with tzara'as, often translated, or maybe better, mistranslated as leprosy, as a result. And what exactly happened? What's the comment she made? Why now, at this juncture? I mean, Miriam and Moshe and his wife, Tziparov, have married for quite some time. Is it related to anything else happening in the Parsha? What was Miriam thinking? And if it was wrong, why did she say it to start with? So many of the commentaries draw a connection between this dialogue and the section of the Parsha that immediately preceded this. Responding to the difficulty Moshe was having with the children of Israel, God has bumped up a group of others, 70 leaders, who are going to have a spiritual capacity to be assisting him in the process of the leadership. That's followed as well by a little story about two leaders, Eldad and Medad, who don't become part of the 70. They also have a prophecy of some type. And then a section about God providing extra food in the form of the quail. These are all related to the issue of the Jews complaining and Moshe needing assistance. But primarily, the issue of needing assistance has been resolved by God giving this spiritual leadership capacity to 70 others. By tradition, as described in the Medrash, Sipora, Mrs. Moshe Rabbeinu, commented to Miriam the fact that she felt rather down, upset, Woe to these women, the wives of these 70, for my husband Moshe had to separate from me, as will their husbands from them. My husband Moshe, due to his communing with God, has had to separate from me, no longer have a classic marital life, and she projected that onto the lives of these others. Miriam was very disturbed at hearing that. What gives Moshe the license to do that? To either separate if God did not command it, or by the way, some other commentators understand to almost um, ask God for this right to be separate. But either way, why is Moshe doing that? That's fanatical. That's, that's religiously extreme. That's not the standard way of the Torah. Torah does not preach celibacy. Torah preaches, if you think about it, actually, the, the most holy individual, the most holy wink in Israel is the high priest of Israel, the Kohen Gadol. And Arguably, the holiest day would be Yom Kippur. In some sense, Shabbos actually beats Yom Kippur, but in a certain regard, Yom Kippur would be the holiest day. And the holiest environment is the holiest chamber of the temple on Yerushalayim, the Kodesh Kodesh Kodashim. And to do the Yom Kippur service in the Holy of Holies for the high priest had to be married. So what's Moshe doing in detaching? Well, Apparently, Miriam was wrong for this challenge against Moshe because God punishes her. Why was she wrong? Was Moshe to separate? Did he, in fact, separate? Was he right for separating? 
So analysis of the text and the commentaries has us understand God had told Moshe at Sinai, everybody was to temporarily separate from their spouse. And then after the Sinai experience, everybody other than Moshe was to return back to normal living. But Moshe is kept out of that crowd. Moshe is really unique. And God drives the message home to Miriam and Aaron by appearing to them pisom, suddenly. Pisom or pitom, many things in the Torah happen suddenly, but here it's stressed. It happens suddenly to tell them, are you ready? In this, at the spur of the moment, are you ready for an intense communion with God? Now they got it. Moshe was really different. There would be other prophets, many, many other prophets in our history other than Moshe, many national prophets, and many, many more than that who were local, quote-unquote, regional, temporary, without having a major prophecy for all times. Many people would have a relationship with God that allowed for some level of communion, but not like Moshe Rabbeinu. Not 24-7 on call, not the ready to be in the most intense relationship with God at at the moment's notice. And in fact, Tzipporah had jumped to a conclusion that would apply to Moshe, would apply to the others. Miriam had jumped to a conclusion that Moshe was wrong in his behavior and that there was something that uh, she could be critical of him for. Jumping to conclusions. High risk. Miriam suffers significantly. As a result, her honor is tarnished forever. I mean, of all the storyline we have in the Torah about her, there may be more verses over here than any other section of the Torah that deals with Miriam. And when we relate to who she was, this stands out, of course, righteous and, and prophetess and connected with God big time, but this remains on a stain on, on her identity. Jumping to conclusions, contrary to what the Mishnah preaches, the Mishnah teaches us, have a danes kala adam lachafzuchus, judge each man righteously. Assume he's on the on the side of the scale, leaning towards merit. That concept rooted in a Torah principle of tzedek tishvot amisecha, judge your peer with tzedek, with righteousness. The Mishnah is encouraging, is preaching based on the Torah's teaching that we must find some way to see what's happening through a favorable lens. Now, I'm not talking about being naive if the person is cruel, is dangerous, is a threat. Of course, certain behaviors have to be understood for what they are and have to be responded to appropriately. But where it's ambiguous and the person is not corrupt and evil and they just seem to have slighted me by not giving me the honor I was expecting or not paying attention to me when I passed them in the store and I don't realize that, oh, they didn't have their contact lenses on, they didn't recognize me or it was actually the twin brother or they were really having a very tough day or they were in the middle of prayers and they couldn't respond to so many things that might be happening that might be in the way, but we jump to a conclusion. What I see seems to indicate behavior X, Y, or Z, and it's hard for me to recognize that it really may be opposite extreme behavior A, B, C. They didn't invite me to their wedding, and of course the invitation shows up three days after the wedding because it got lost in the mail, and I did not assume that, and I feel so bad now because I made such a big deal about this. The risks are severe. The damage that's done uh, internal to a family in terms of in terms of a community. And the Torah is preaching to us, avoid jumping to that conclusion. 
Do what it takes to try to find some way to understand the bigger picture. It may mean being creative. It may mean getting up the guts to ask. If only Tzipor would have asked Moshe, does this apply to others too? If only Miriam would have asked Moshe, can you explain why you're doing what seems like such a fanatical behavior? If they would have asked, the outcome would have been so different. If we would ask, when recognizing it seems like you were offensive to me, it seems like you were lack of attentive to me, it seems like you were not there for me, can I ask what was going on? There may be times, unfortunately, that what looked like a negative is a negative, but I'm willing to bet there'll be many situations which translate into the positive. Hey, has it ever happened that someone jumped to a conclusion about you and they thought that you had forgotten about something that you're supposed to take care of, didn't understand why you were late and you really had a really good excuse and they jumped to a conclusion and it's hard to turn the clock back on it? We don't like it when someone jumps to that conclusion. We want them to judge us favorably. Let's be there for the other and be as giving and as quick to judge favorably to the other too. And it goes a step further as well. There are many situations in life where what's blocking my own success is that I jumped to a wrong conclusion about myself. I didn't judge myself favorably. I couldn't do X, Y, or Z, and therefore I'm convinced I can't do something else as well. Or a particular project. I keep having trouble with that, and I convince myself there's no hope. I can't do it. I can't cross a certain threshold. I can't change this aspect of myself socially or, or religiously. I can't make this change. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. But why am I assuming that? How much of a track record? Have I tried a hundred times? Have I tried switching up the variables? Is there somebody who can help coach me? Is there some situation, some element that might be able to be changed that would make it work for me? And we have a tendency to be quick to jump to those conclusions about the person we should care for about the most, our little old self, and that's right there front and center, but we have made that decision, can't do it, don't bother trying, and we block ourselves from success, and we unfortunately cause ourselves the, the, the opposite. We do things that are contrary to our success due to that lack of benefit of the doubt, the jumping to the conclusion. It takes the capacity to allow ourselves to see a bigger picture and say, could there be another outcome? Can we be more creative in understanding the scene about the other, why they really aren't doing something that's as offensive as it seems? and even about myself. If we can muster up both the courage and the capacity to do this, to be quicker, to avoid that quick conclusion and find the way to give the benefit of the doubt, our social circles will be healthier, our family dynamics will probably be more stress-free, and we will be giving ourselves the greatest capacity to achieve our own tackles.